Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. The game's coming thick and fast. This is the build-up show. Liverpool taking on Brighton midweek. Um, no time to rest. No time to relax. There's a deadline day to be sorted. Uh, there's a million rewatches of Liverpool's second goal against West Ham. <laughs> and uh, the little business of building up towards Brighton and Hope Albion at Anfield. Um, Chris Payjack joins me, Paul Machen, in the studio. Uh, from home, John Machen, Ross Chandley as well. Uh, and Chris, you know... First and foremost, a chance to avenge um, the Amex VAR nightmare from earlier on in the season. Um, mm. Look, Brighton are one of those. All teams. double down on it. Yeah, um, Brighton are one of those teams, aren't they? You know, we, we, they've given us a couple of bloody noses, but also not really at the at the same time. They're a, they're a different proposition to what we've played. They're probably one of the teams that you know are not going to throw their entire squad behind the ball, um, which means that, you know, in some regards, you'd say that plays into Liverpool's hands. I've been looking forward to us playing a team like this, but we have very much been in the groove of playing against teams that don't offer too much going the other way. So, yeah, we, we Liverpool do need to be sharp in this one. Yeah, of course they do. I think, you know, they're just coming off a good result against Tottenham Hotspur as well, aren't they? Mm. So they're playing with a little bit more confidence. Obviously, they're in a... They are... Although title races don't really start yet, I mean, relegation dogfight, they are in one already. So yep. they need to get points on the board as quickly as possible. So in that regard, they're a dangerous proposition after after just beating a good side in Tottenham and then coming up against us, you know, they'll they'll be thinking this is just either a point that we can gain or three points that we can gain. I mean, they're probably banking on a loss here, aren't they? So they'll just throw the kitchen sink at us, Paul, to be honest with you. And they've got some decent players, Brighton, and they play a nice, they've got an identity and they play a nice little brand of football and stuff like that. So, yeah, fair play to them. They're actually in better form than us as well over the last five games, but um, <laughs> which tells you everything you need to know about Liverpool trying to pick themselves back up again. Um, no, it, I mean, Dad, it is one of those games that Brighton are 17th. Now, the reason they're not in a proper, proper dogfight at the moment is simply because the bottom three are so dreadful. You know, they are 17th, but that's seven points. They're seven points ahead of Fulham, who are third from bottom at, the point, uh, at this point in time. But yeah, you know, this is... We do need to be careful here, you know, because the tent that we, we've we've yada yadded a lot of football games since we battered Crystal Palace mm-hmm. and actually really struggled against them too. Yeah, well, I think I think Brighton have, have hit on this notion that they'll play football regardless. Yeah, they're just a nice team to watch. That you know, I watched them against Tottenham. I think we've broken Tottenham by the way because they were terrible. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, you know, Brighton's style of football was lovely against Tottenham. It was, there was lots of nice passing and interweaving, getting to the byline. Uh, they looked dangerous. Uh, and I remember last year they they gave us a bit of a game in Anfield, didn't they? I think was it Lamptey on, on the wing? Destroyed that was away, away from home after restart. Um, and I think we had a good win away, but it was 2-1 in Anfield, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And um, so they gave a good account of themselves. So, you know, you probably expect the same again, but um, if they don't close up at the back in the current form we're in, we shouldn't have too much trouble with them. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's an interesting uh, game, really, isn't it, Ross? Because you know Liverpool rotated a little bit against West Ham, particularly in in the front three. Some of it enforced. Obviously, Mane missed out on that one. Bobby Firmino was clearly a deliberate act. Um, Manchester City, Lumen, massive game. Obviously, you know we have to win this game for the Man City game to be massive. The Man City game will be will still be really big at the weekend, but there's a difference between Liverpool closing down the gap and really breathing down City's neck, and Man City being within within a game of almost having the title sewn up, and that's what this Brighton game represents for Liverpool. Yeah, and in, in the longer run, it's it's win games like Brighton. Now, as uh, Cy Brundish uses this phrase a lot, it's beat the dross and, and win the league. Now, over the past couple of months, we've all seen it with the lower league oppositions, but it'd be, you know Newcastle, West Brom. Brighton are a, a good example of that. We need to start beating these teams and making it count because it's all well and good, you know, beating Spurs and, and Wolves and having some really good results. We had some really good results at the end of the season. But this is where Liverpool have fallen down so far this season. They've just kind of not kind of get it over the line. Burnley, another, another example. So, you know, you say about getting redemption, a little bit of revenge on Brighton. You know, we need to make this count over a sustained period in the league. Like you said, and then the Man City games and the other games will, will start to count. But the, the big concern, well, it's not a concern, actually, Question for Brighton for me is, you know, they played uh, you know very well against Tottenham, but have they got the squad depth and can they recover and you know retain that intensity that they had against Spurs in a short space of time? Have they got the squad depth that we've got? Like you said, we've rotated. That's an advantage to us, but I'll be concentrating on this game before we think about Man City. Yeah, and, and that's right, isn't it? Actually, you know, the Brighton thing for all the will in the world that has got a, a familiar feel to it. We saw this happen a lot last season where teams that we were coming up against would go and put a really good show in against one of our rivals and then they'd just turn up to us a few days, days later with nothing left in the tank. Um, but again, Liverpool have, have put, put a couple of really intense performances in in the week. We're still getting lads back. We're still a little bit threadbare in, in a couple of places in the squad. So, yeah, you know, Liverpool, you know, whatever team we have to put out, we, we've we got to be careful because it's not about necessarily the attitude because I don't think the attitude will be wrong, but that we're not got too many eyes in terms of how we keep the squad fresh. You don't want to go too weak in this game just because you're trying to you're trying to make sure that you're strong for Man City. Yeah, I think that's what the point you made before about making sure that the City game matters. It's got to be at the forefront of Klopp's thinking in this one while also trying to rotate where he can. You know, um, I, I didn't think that James Milner would probably start at the weekend, if I'm honest. I thought maybe you know three games in seven days might be a little bit too much for him. That might have been right, actually, if he'd felt his hamstring and stuff because we know the Klopp asked him to sit a little bit deeper. Does that mean that Milner is the one that comes out? Does Kurt Jones or Alex Say Chamberlain coming and freshen up that midfield a little bit. I think one thing, and I think Ross made a really astute point there, is that you know Brighton played later than us on the Sunday evening against Tottenham, yeah. and that will be tough for them because of the, excuse me because of their squad size and stuff like that. So 
Liverpool should be in a better position because we've got better players anyway, but also because of the fact that we are kind of used to this, even though we are a little bit threadbare of, of going again just a few days later. And Liverpool get themselves into a rhythm and it feels like we're in that rhythm now, doesn't it? And you know, when Liverpool could play consistently a lot of games midweek, weekend, and we put runs we can put runs together and it feels like Brighton could be one where we just knock knock our up to we're playing well, we're just gonna turn news over and move on. You certainly hope so. And I mean it's gonna be tough to the biggest ask really Dad and I don't think there's going to be too much rotation at the back obviously at a time of filming Ben Davies looks all, all but done but possibly a little too soon to chuck him into this game we'll, we'll see but in terms of the midfield Chris mentioned James Milner there it's it's a it's a big ask to ask him to go again but if he I think if he goes again I don't see him playing against Man City so I think he's the one where I would I reckon he'll probably be the one who, who gets to drop to the bench for this one and given Curtis Jones and how, how bright he was coming off the bench against West Ham it's, it's not the end of the world if we have to do that yeah I mean there's not a lot of option there is there you know the um, two of the three are probably going to play again if there's any hint that Milner might have a hamstring problem, then you certainly don't want to be playing. It wouldn't even surprise me if he wasn't even on the bench because he's a nice guy to have on the bench against City, I think. Yeah. So Curtis Jones, yeah, or, or Ox, um, more more likely Curtis because he seems to have jumped ahead of him in the back in order uh, and looked back to his best in his cameo the other day, didn't he? With uh, he just that confidence he's got and his ability on the ball. You know, could do a lot of damage to a team like Brighton. I think so. I could yeah. see him coming in. I'm I, just I, thinking I, that Naby Keita would be nice in this game, but I think he's got a second job. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only explanation I can think of. Yeah, unfortunately, Dad, they bubbled him up with the physio team, uh, and he can't break that bubble to join the actual players. Um, I think that's the that's the major issue there, um, Ross. You know, in terms of that the midfielding, I think the Curtis Jones. Milner thing. I think we've hit upon something this last this last week with that midfield three. I think it's looked really good. I think we'd all ideally like Fabinho and Henderson back in the midfield for Man City. It's slightly more possible if we get some business done uh, on 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 Monday's deadline day. But as it stands, is all we can kind of go with at the moment. You know that. I wouldn't be against uh, a Thiago, Genie, Milner midfield against Manchester City at all. So it makes sense to kind of go, I think, give, give Curtis Jones another game in here, you know, as mentioned there and, and, and mentioned by Klopp in the post-match. Go and be cheeky. Go and do with that. do 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 your business. Even if people have only got the players they've currently got available, is what I'm saying. I'm happy for Curtis Jones to come in for Brighton. And then if he's then goes back to being an impact sub for Man City... Still a pretty decent option to have. Uh, I think Curtis Jones would back himself to play against Manchester City. You know, he's someone who's not oh, played yeah. much football. You know, Milner started most of the games in that midfield space, so he'd be quite fine. But, but, but to, your, to your point, I don't think if Liverpool get someone over the line, you can't chuck them in against Manchester City for me. So, you know, ideally, if you get someone in today, they play Brighton and they play Man City, which freezes mm. up a little bit. Um, but it all depends on the fitness of James Milner. I can't see Ox starting that game against Man City. I know we'd love to game against them. Or is it yeah. too much to ask for him? He's played little minutes to, to put in there. So you're right, you know, it leaves us with little options in there. Yeah, I want our battle in midfield back. And, I, I, you know, until someone tells me that we're free to put Henderson back in the midfield or Fabinho back in the midfield, I'm, I'm, I say that midfield three that we've seen against Tottenham and, and obviously started against West Ham, Chris, I, I'd be... I'd be 
comfortable with that even you know even if we get a little bit uh, we've got a couple more defensive options available for us obviously we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and talk about a city game when we have got the Brighton game to, to, to get an advance off but yeah you could yeah, do far worse the, and start the, those. the big sort of talking points around this one for me is it's not so much who starts but what formation we play in this mm. game because I think my natural thing is well Bobby's going to come back in and Bobby's not going to play in the same way that we saw Divock Origi play in the last game. So do we go back to that 4-3-3 formation? Um, but, you know, I don't know. Is And that's a good thing to be in. And, and, and Because if we don't know, Brighton don't know. Because you'd always look at the last game that they played and go, well, they played that, there's not a lot of training time again. Will they stick in the same formation or will we go back to the tried and trusted? And I think that's the beauty for us heading into this game is Brighton could think quite quite easily. Liverpool don't need to train to go back to 4-3-3, but they have just played that diamond, so what are we going to do to combat that? Yeah. How are we going to play? Because we played those two games completely differently. We played three formations against West Ham. We started in a midfield diamond, we moved to a 4-2-3-1, and we finished up in a 4-3-3. You know, it's, you, know you, you, you would back... Because we do this when whenever we do start 11s and team reactions, we back it on it being 4-3-3. But the beauty of when you've got this squad working and you've got these lads up, up to speed, you can just rotate people around a position and, and have a completely different approach. I know it is definitely a lot of pressure on Brighton to figure out what we're going to be doing. Right, we're going to be talking about Liverpool uh, a little bit more than some of the players we feel should be involved in this game and might not be and what the starting 11s are likely to be before we look also at some of the other big fixtures going to go, be going ahead midweek. Uh, but first, we've got a little break for you guys. Um, and before we head to that, I've got a trivia question. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion manager Graham Potter has made one appearance as a player against Liverpool, but who was it for? Check back after this little look at our three-part mini documentary series number 19 the Man United game is and it will be probably rightly held up as the, as the moment it's 1-0 you're in injury time Alisson catches the ball in his box and you see him run and I think I'm screaming at the time go down keep hold of it and all that but you know when that magnificent bastard grabs that ball he's got one thing on his mind and I can see Salah by the way I can see no one anywhere near him and I'm still screaming get down everyone's screaming get down keep the ball keep the ball keep the ball and he just floats it perfectly hoofs it down the field into Mo Salah's path and then he's in a foot race with the fastest man alive it was a Daniel James or something like that and he can't catch him and then there he's bearing down onto the cop, onto David De Gea, nestles into the back uh, and into the net, and there's just this explosion, this guttural roar from the cop. Unreal, and then you jump around going ballistic, and then all of a sudden, And then it starts to ring around Anfield, we're going to win the league. Yeah, your best player goes and, and, and seals the game, you can celebrate it properly, and then you start singing, we're going to win the league for the first time. And knowing that it's not like on a knife edge, it's not you spit sawdust and magic that's got you there, we're going to win the league because we're miles better than everyone else in the league. That was the time where publicly 
we all said that Liverpool were going to win the league. We'd all said it privately, but but for fear of being made a fool or being clipped up or putting it on social media or anything else, that was the time when all those fears got pushed to one side and, and, and the whole world stood up and took notice that Liverpool were going to win this Premier League. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yes, the three-part documentary series uh, charting Liverpool's return to the pinnacle of English football number 19 is streaming right now on the RedmenTV.com. So if you want to get hold of that, as well as a host of another amazing piece of content that we've been producing, uh, obviously match day stuff, post-match stuff, we've just done a 60-minute final word show looking back at the weekend's game. That's there for you. Stats and tactics, we've got all that stuff covered. And again, uh, some more long-form content for you guys as well. It's a perfect time to go and subscribe. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, yes, the question was, who is Graham Potter? Uh, made his only playing appearance against Liverpool for Ross Chanley, who do you think? Uh, Charlton. No. Chris Pajak? No. Real Madrid. <laughs> was Real Madrid? <laughs> <laughs> it was very much not Real Madrid. Um, it was alongside the likes of Carl Muggleton, John Butler, Lee Samadhi and Cranston, Paul Pesky Salido, uh, in a team managed by Lou McCarty at Anfield in the League Cup Coo. back in 1994. And the uh, Derby answer was Stoke City. Fuck off! I was going to guess them as well. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, because of the Potters thing. Because Graham Potter played for the Potters. There you Potter go. Potter for the Potters. Potter oh my Potters. god! As if I, I was, you know, I was going to guess that as well, and then I thought, no oh, it'll be what, funny and no just be what he's too. talking about. Yeah, no idea what he's talking about. So no, he's going to guess that in any way, shape, or form. 
he did Google is the Potter's uh, Stokes, Stokes nickname. Um, but yeah, sound. Uh, there you go. If you got that, you're an absolute genius. Congratulations to you. Um, did he ever go to Real Madrid? Uh, maybe on Aldi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, Chris, uh, obviously we don't know it. Right now, at time of filming, it is deadline day. Uh, ben Davies and it's live. And it's live. Uh, Ben Davies looks like it's going to be done and dusted. There's talk about those in Kabak. We obviously don't want to uh, overcommit on any of those things at the moment. But I, I would suspect on the Ben Davies thing, it's Wednesday's probably too soon to throw him in. But if Liverpool have any ambitions to play, uh, you know, Henderson or Fabinho will get back to that kind of thing in midfield, then. You know, you don't really want to be dropping him in for his debut against Manchester City on Sunday. So, yeah, no, I'm not playing him in this game. Um, I'm not playing him. Therefore, I'm not playing him against City either. Give him a week to get behind. You know, his feet under the uh, under the door. Is it where? Because the, the, <laughs> Why would he put his feet under the door? I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, I'm just seeing John pop up in. Um, I just. I'm I'm okay with someone coming in and them not being able to think and play, but equally, no. At the same time, because we really need to win this game, so I, I'd, I'd put up with that and basically say to the lads, look, yes, we have signed someone on deadline. There, you've just got another week to get through before this is going to be a thing. Yeah, there's a big thing, isn't there, really, um, Ross? Where look, Henderson has been playing really well at the back. His partnership with um, Nat Phillips has been fine. You know, he's played a game and a half alongside him now. It's been, that's probably almost as long as any defensive partnership we've had this season. Um, so I don't think any of us would be particularly against seeing that again for Brighton. But again, it, you know, it, it boils down to things that we don't know. So if Fabinho is available for this, and again, if we feel that any of the signings uh, that we've made on deadline day are ready to to go straight into the side. Yeah, I'm pretty torn, to be honest, but I, just, I do think it helps the fact that we've had some good performances from a Thiago Milner, Genie midfield, and then, you know, to, to add on to that, Chamberlain, OK, it was a, a brief cameo, but, you know, he, he didn't take a role in the third goal with a little, a little back heel. So once you start getting numbers in the field, I think it's better, but then having said that, I agree with Chris, but also, you know, if he's not playing Brighton, he's not playing Man City, he's then not probably going to play Leicester, this new time, you know, at centre-back. They're not going to play Leipzig. So, you know, it's going to be a good couple of weeks before they come in to what point is what's the point in having them if they're not going to play. I get it to rush to put them into Brighton. So I think it's uh, it's tight. But if you're going to have to buy a centre back, flash him in for Brighton and get get him underway and you know, put him under pressure as a professional footballer in yeah. in that sense. You still got the protection from Jordan Henderson, which is, which can help him out. But you need to develop a partnership like you you know, you joke, joked about it all season. A regular centre back pairing, have one if you're going to buy a centre back. I think the only way Ben Davies it, it comes into this dad is if Fabinho's also back, because you know this 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 lad is a, a left sided centre half. I can't see Jordan Henderson shifting Jordan Henderson and then putting him in, particularly when Jordan Henderson's not played as many games at centre half. I still think it would be a stretch to see him play this week at all, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, go on. I, I mean, I think um, if you're going to play him against anyone, you'd want it to be Brighton. That you know the easiest of all our games over the next month, mm-hmm. um, and it'll depend on how fit he is. And you know, has he been playing regularly? I don't know enough about him to say. Yeah. You know, if he's been playing week in, week out, and is fit, that will make a big difference to whether you can play him or not. But yeah. to do fairness to him and anyone else we bring in, they should get a bit of time on the train and pitch first before you start throwing them in. But you know, you're certainly not going to throw him in against City. I wouldn't have thought. 
And I mean, and this is maybe where we'll see a little bit about the, the levels of quality or whatever, because it takes a, a very special player, I think, to drop straight into a Liverpool side without getting fully up to speed with what we're doing. Because, you know, we've seen it in the past where Cater signs go straight into the team, Thiago, technically, um, there or thereabouts. Um, I don't know, we, we just don't know what, what, what we're getting with this with, with this lad at this point. So I think we'll work on the basis that it'll probably be either Henderson or Fabinho and it might actually be if they've got both of them available it might yet be both of them at centre half for the City game or for Brighton for, for you're Brighton. talking about yeah I think I think so I think you know without going into my lack of knowledge on Preston North End and how they play football I'd, I'd guess they don't camp on the halfway line like us mm-hmm. um, and if they do well it's suicide um, because you're halfway down the championship table aren't you but they, they, they may well do um, but for me there is you, you you need to learn the lads' names for a start before you can join the side. I now, suspect he, prob- he, he probably knows them. He probably yeah. knows them because we're massive. Like um, <laughs> uh, you know, every, everyone in the world knows Liverpool players nowadays, don't they? Um, but you know, for me, th- there are tactically some things that we do. I mean, to to throw them in against into like the, how you defend corners and how you defend free kicks and the high line and all that. There's more to it than meets the eye is what yeah. I'm trying to say here. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that he comes in for City and, and I do take Ross's point. I think it is a good point actually about like when are you going to play him? I actually wouldn't be too bad with Leicester as long as he's had a little bit of time to train with them mm-hmm. because the set pieces one is, is a big thing for me. You yeah. know, we defend that differently to a lot of sides. Yeah, and I mean, I guess there's one thing we also don't know and it will depend whether Liverpool have done more business or not on, on deadline day. So, like, for example, if Kabach was also to come in, you don't know whether Ben Davies is just bought because you could get it done. And that's just your body. He's just your ex, an extra man. There's no plan. There might be no plans for him to be anywhere near the first team unless you lose another another one. He might be behind might be behind Henderson in the in the pecking order for the rest of the season. That might that might well be the, the, the order of service and he's just there in case. Because we've already seen Fabinho can go out. There's a chance Fabinho might not be about, might not be back for this for this game, let alone Man City. And it, you know, it might find that the the, the uh, anyone else we bring in is ready to go back in. There's too many there's too many unknowns. A uh, question uh, for you to add on this is for for Fabinho in particular. <sighs> Let's say he's available for this game is that for you, you're getting him back in and just getting him back playing footy again, or are you keeping him well under wraps and just saying, no, don't worry about it, have the extra couple of days and make sure you're ready for City? Well, I would I would love to keep him under wraps and, and make sure that he's ready for um, City. But, you know, I don't know how necessary it is for people like him to have a game of football first before you can get him up totally to to his best mm-hmm. yeah, I mean there are better people at the club to make that decision than me I personally would just wrap him up and keep him safe yeah yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, de- definitely one. I think it's impossible not to I keep saying it. Don't want to get too far ahead. Don't want to look too far to Man City, but we do. We always do. I mean, you know, Ross, it's littered with examples, and I think the best, most recent one, of course, is last season where we play Adam Lallana in the six against Aston Villa, because if Fabinho plays that and picks up a yellow card, he misses the Man City game. Fabinho comes in, scores a goal, and we batter Man City, and then, and then we're flying for the rest of the campaign. Um, Klopp talks about to take it one game at a time, but you know he might, and that might be his mantra to the players. But the whole football club is geared around putting a side out that can beat Brighton, but also allowing us to be the best we possibly can be for the weekend. Yeah, and it's the circumstances that you're under as well. You know, you just mentioned the Fabinho new stuff. Like, you know, that changes maybe because of the booking. Whereas now we're trying to make changes because <laughs> we're trying to see who's fit and available to actually play this game in the first place. 
Um, I agree with John. There'll be people that will make that decision will know where Fabinho is up to. I don't think he needs a game beforehand, but it would be nice mm. to see him get 20 minutes under his belt just to make sure that he's up to match yeah. match fitness or get or game speed or, or whatever it is. But you know, you're right. The the Man City games of the past three seasons have defined titles, mm. and this this one's no different. I know it's still it's still pretty close, but you know you've got to have one eye on it because there's a chance to catch up with them or go a point behind. You know, possibly they win their game in hand. Liverpool will be part of the conversation for the rest of the season. And, you know, Definitely. putting your best team out possible against Manchester City is the key to this. But, you know, you've just got one more hurdle before we get there. Yeah. And let's be honest, we, we, I trust Nat Phillips. I trust mm-hmm. Nat Phillips to come in and play alongside Jordan Henderson again and, and them to put in a good performance because he deserves that trust now. As, you know, 90 minutes and a 45 minutes with Jordan Henderson, he's looked really, really good. So, you know, I expect Liverpool's attack will win us this game. You know, and what the one thing that... I think it is worth noting is Brighton have, have drawn more games in the Premier League than anybody this season. I think we're third highest in draws. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. So, so yeah, keep an eye out for that one. But, but you know, we need to go and score goals to win the game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's have a quick look at some of the other fixtures then. Uh, Man United hosting Southampton. That's got all the hallmarks of Southampton nicking something and Man United being plunged into crisis. Yeah, I mean, I, it was funny actually because we're, we're obviously doing this live, and there's one Man United fan who's who's, who's poked his head up, and, and, and now <laughs> it's now it's twenty times, and it's not twenty one and twenty one. Um, <laughs> mad how quickly life comes at you, mate, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, Man United. You'd expect Man United to win that. They're at home. Southampton's form's been a little bit iffy of late, albeit you know obviously they did really well against us. Um, but again, you know, I, we expected them to turn Arsenal over because we felt that Arsenal were the kind of side that would play into Manchester United's hands a little bit. Southampton, if they if they play like they played against us, I think they'll, I think they've got they're more than capable of doing United there. Burnley hosting Man City, Dad, it's another game which I have no expectations on whatsoever. But it's no, equally I, the kind of game where you never that you also do never know. Well, it's the, it's the game every season where I think, oh, Burnley have got a really good defense. They're going to hold out and then get five nil. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, there's no hope there. No hope. <laughs> no hope at all. Uh, Villa West Ham battle of the Claret and Blues. Ross, um, you know, West Villa have kind of slipped off the pace, but they're in. Another te- the other team that they could well come up on the rails I, again. West Ham. I wonder whether we, you know, uh, Carton Cole. I think it was. Was he? It was. He was going on about how I back this team to, to bounce back from disappointment. Now, blah, blah blah. I would fancy Villa to absolutely batter West Ham all of a sudden and Moyes to get back into his sort of role of being that fringes of the uh, Europa League places. Yeah, it's how they deal with with a loss, and they've had a good run of form. But it's just the point where they where the, the rails you know come loose and they they go dip down into the league. I asked him, I actually quite like him, despite the battle at seven two. I think they've got some really good players. Aston Villa, you know, they've got yeah. Ross Barkley back, who's you know I think he scored the other week as well. He's coming into form as well. I just they've just got a really good attacking side. Um, and on, if West Ham play like they did against us yesterday, you're right, Aston Villa for the win. Yeah, Tottenham, Chelsea's the big one there, there Chris, the one, to, the one to watch that doesn't necessarily, if we win, it's not a direct impact on us, it's a, it's a potentially really enjoyable game of football where Tottenham again are another, they're another team where one more disappointing result and they're the crisis club and everyone's talking about how Mourinho's style of football and it all potentially starts to unravel Tuchel's got a, a, bit, of, a bit of time obviously now. 18 months in. apparently yeah, 18 that's months. it? Yeah, minus what, minus a week now, so he's had the countdown to leaving the club, um, but again He'll have to renew his contract soon. They're just looking for anything from him, aren't they? You know what I mean? You know, he, he, went, he played three at the back. He played. He played. He went back to wing back. He's, he's coming. He's doing something a bit mad and a bit weird. He'll have a bit of time. But I'd yeah, actually, he's, he's, Tottenham he's are big enough. 
Yeah. A yeah. Tottenham are big enough football club to sack Mourinho. And and should they as well? You know, should they just could they be the first club that lets him ride out a little bit of a disappointment? Now, I, the Chelsea Tottenham game is interesting because I actually I would back Chelsea to get something from this, but equally it would be very Mourinho to go and just going to play for a draw and just spoil the whole situation and feel like yeah, they've done I mean, a good thing. I think I think was it John that said before that we've broken Tottenham. I think we broke Harry Kane unfortunately and, yeah. and therefore broke Tottenham, didn't he? And what's interesting though, Paul, actually just to just to flip it on its head, we haven't won a league game at Anfield since that Tottenham game mid December. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've gone from having the greatest record to a month and a half since we won a game at Anfield in the league. Let's get back to that, don't I? Yeah, um, and of course, that. well, we don't have the we don't have the, the that that heavy burden of the unbeaten Anfield run anymore. You know what I mean? Which is it's just a great thing. I don't think it's something that weighs on the club, but we had to lose it eventually. Um, it's just a thing we just need to get back to winning footy games again. Which is, I mean, and Brighton's not a bad place to to kind of start with that. Really, um, let's do some score predictions then, Chris. What do you think? I. I'm going to go 3-1 to Liverpool. Okay, continuing the trend. Dad, what do you think? Mm, I think I'll go 3-0. What the hell? Oh, go on. Ross Channeling? 3-0. Clean sheet. 1-0. Horrendous. Horrendous just getting through it, but it won't matter at the end, I think. That ought to, that ought to be comfortable 2-0. Did we predict 3-1 for the last game? I think we did. I have got no idea. No idea. I but it's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, um, I'd be happy with the, I'd be happy with another with a nice a nice clean sheet, a nice debut for 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 Ben Davies, maybe cropping up and scoring Virgil Van Dijk style, um, big tower and Edda, um to, to really announce himself to the Liverpool like fans. Um, right, let us know your score predictions uh, in the comment section. Let us know what team you would do. Would you be keeping for being your back? Would you be throwing any of the new signings um, straight in for this game? Uh, Milner, Curtis Jones, what would you do? Uh, let us know. I uh, say in the comments uh, underneath. We've got plenty more content. If you're watching this live. There'll be plenty more stuff coming between now and the closing of the deadline day window, so do stay tuned to hear. If you want a little bit more chat about Ben Davies, we've done a Redmen React show over on theredmentv.com. Sign up, get involved with that, and yeah, and then it will be more of that to follow should more signings be completed. Fingers crossed. Uh, other than that, we'll be back with the watch along 15 minutes before kickoff time midweek on the Wednesday. Hope to see you there. Tara. Thank you so much for watching the Redmen TV YouTube channel. Everything we do here is funded by our wonderful subscribers to theredmentv.com. Get over there, sign up and get amazing additional content, interviews, documentaries, mini-series and of course additional pre and post match day content.